0: Scroll down to the description and click on the link or just go to SpanishConSalsa.com slash summer. Hope to see you in the boot camp. Now let's get started with this week's episode. Lingopie is a video-on-demand service specially designed for language learning. Practice your Spanish and do it simply by watching TV. You can choose local content in every genre from around the world, from drama to crime, comedy, documentaries, and even kid shows. As you watch, automatically add words to your list of vocabulary that you can revisit later to practice with flashcards, games, and more. It's everything a language learner dreams of. To sign up, go to SpanishConSalsa.com slash Lingopie. Bienvenidos. Welcome to the Learn Spanish con Salsa podcast, the show for Spanish learners that love music, travel, and culture. Close your grammar textbooks, shut down the language apps, and open your ears to how Spanish is spoken in the real world. Let us show you how to go from beginner to bilingual. Here is your host, certified language coach, Tamara Marie. Hola a todos, felices fiestas. Bienvenidos al episodio 160. Welcome to episode 160 of the Learn Spanish con Salsa podcast. If you can believe it, this is the last episode of the year and I wanted to take this time to reflect on just how crazy of a year <laughs> this has been. So if you started 2022 and you were like, you know, this is going to be the year I get fluent in Spanish and you're now looking back on the year and going, "Oh my gosh, I did not reach my goal." Um, I thought it would be a good time to explain in this episode some of the reasons why you are not fluent in Spanish yet. And I say yet because my hope is that listening to uh, this podcast and other resources that you'll be able to get to your goal of conversational Spanish fluency, which is really what we want, right? We don't want to be able to read the dictionary from beginning to end and understand every word. We want to be able to connect with real people and have real conversations and have those conversations feel as natural and fluid as they do in our native language, which for most of you listening is going to be English. So I want to talk about five reasons that you're not yet fluent in Spanish because I think it will help inform you as you begin to plan out your goals for 2023. Maybe you're thinking of traveling next year, maybe you have some destinations in Latin America, or, or even in Spain, uh, places that you like to visit. And that can be a really good motivation to get you started. So that brings me to my first reason that you're not fluent in Spanish. Um, and actually, before I give you that first reason, I do wanna let you know, I did mention uh, before that we will be making some changes in 2023, really exciting changes for the Spanish Fluency Club, Um, and I will be talking about that in next week's episode, so definitely stay tuned for that, Um, and if you're not in our Facebook group also, make sure you join uh, dot CuanSalsa.com slash Facebook, because I'll also be giving a lot more details in there, but stay tuned to the podcast, super excited uh, to announce some of those changes for the upcoming year. Uh, but in any case, let's go back to that first reason that you're not fluent in Spanish yet, because I think it's really important. And you might be thinking that this is not really um, a contributing factor, but I swear to you that most of our coaching clients that we come across that really want to become fluent in Spanish. We focus on this first because without this, even if you have a desire right now to learn and improve your Spanish Without this thing, you really are not going to do what it takes to get there. And that is having a real reason to become fluent. If you don't have a real reason or a big enough why, then it is very easy for your goal of learning Spanish to fall by the wayside when other priorities in life take over. For example, if you start out with the reason that, oh, I just like to learn languages, it would be really cool to learn Spanish. Yeah, if nothing else comes up and things go perfectly in your day, your month, your week, your year, then sure, you'll make a lot of progress. But if you're just sort of curious about the language or it'd be kind of cool or kind of fun to learn it, you probably are in a position right now where you're not fluent yet because you really don't have a real reason. So some ways to to really tap into that are things that I already mentioned, right? Like maybe there is a country that you would like to visit and you have a date on the calendar for a trip that you're going to take. So then you have some some motivation to really uh, get going, right? Or maybe there are family members that you would like to be able to talk to. So I, I know I've come across many friends and even a lot of people in our community here at Spanish Go Salsa who actually are Latino or Latina and do not speak the language fluently. And it can be a real source of, of shame, which... I will be clear. I don't think that it should be, but it can really, you know, people will, will challenge you on that. If they find out that, you know, you come from a Spanish speaking country or your family does and you're not fluent in the language, you can really start to feel like, wow, I really would like to be able to go home, you know, and speak to people Um, and really connect with them, right? So that can definitely be a real reason, and it actually is a driving motivation. Uh, You can also say, well, you know, I really would like to retire one day in uh, Costa Rica, for example, or or in Puerto Rico, and you want to buy a house there, and you want to travel there in the summer, then that's a more real reason, right, to actually buckle down and take it seriously because you know that this is where you want to be. And if you're going to get there, it would be a lot easier for you if you were able to speak the language. So having a real reason is very important. So I always start out all of our coaching clients with, and anyone who joins our community with, what is your why? What is the real reason that you're learning? Because if you don't have that, and there's not some deeper connection, and even better an emotional connection to wanting to learn the language, then the chances that you're going to push through when it gets too hard are really slim to none. The second reason that you're probably not fluent yet is because you are a perfectionist or like I like to refer to myself as a recovering perfectionist. (laughs) So this is a person who wants to just get everything right, 100% correct before moving on to the next thing. And this is a real impediment to fluency because to become fluent in a language, inevitably you are going to have to make mistakes. You are going to look foolish sometimes. You are not always gonna know what to say and you will not always have it figured out. And if you're a person that tends to want to have everything perfect, this can be a real impediment to your progress because you're gonna take 10 times as long to learn something because you're gonna think, number one, that you have to do it better than everyone else or at least up to your high standards. And number two, by the time you get to that point, those things you'll figure out aren't really super important, or there could have been 20 other things that you learned in the meantime. So you have to learn how to sacrifice the great for the good enough, right? Perfection does not exist, but progress is definitely something to pursue. That was a lot of peace, but I think you know what I mean. The third reason that you're not fluent in Spanish yet is because you have not set a realistic goal. And a realistic goal isn't, I wanna be fluent in Spanish. And I know people say that and they go, I do have a goal. I want to speak. I want to be able to speak Spanish. I want to talk to people. And I say, that's great. That's a desire. That's a wish. But that is not a goal. A goal has certain characteristics and especially a realistic goal, right? Like You have to have something more clearly outlined in terms of your goal. So let's just look at two quick examples. Number one, I want to be fluent in Spanish because I really, really want to learn the language. Or number two, I would like to have a 30 minute conversation with a native Spanish speaker when I visit Mexico in August of 2023. Okay. Which one sounded more like a goal? And I think you already know the second one, right? So the idea here is that the more specific you are, the better, and also something realistic, right? So it's, december if you're listening to this at the time of the recording or more likely january or later and august is about eight months away i can probably figure out even if i'm a complete beginner like let's say i don't know any spanish as of today i could realistically get myself in a position to be able to have a 30 minute conversation with a native speaker in eight months that is perfectly reasonable that is a perfectly reasonable goal So again, setting a realistic goal is going to be important because all of your activities as it relates to the language should circulate around that goal. So that means that you're not going to be learning Spanish from Puerto Rico and from Colombia because you're only going to be focused on your trip to Mexico. The fourth reason that you're not fluent in Spanish yet is that you're using either a boring or outdated method to learn the language. Now I know a lot of us coming up in school... You know, we had to pick a second language and, you know, whether we picked French or Spanish, which were really the the main two options at the time when I came up, now I think they're doing more like you can learn German or Mandarin. But in any case, whatever language we started with in school, most likely we were not taught in a way that would actually get us to fluency. I actually joke about this. I say that, you know, I feel like language classes in school um, sort of in a traditional school or, or classroom environment are actually more like language appreciation classes than they are language learning classes. And what I mean by that is think of like something like art appreciation or art history. You'll learn the concepts of like how to recognize a Van Gogh or Picasso, but you actually will not be able to paint at all and definitely not like them. So I think that that's the idea, right? They give you this exposure to the language. They teach you a few key phrases. Then they give you some grammar drills to do to make it seem academic, and then you actually walk out into the street in your neighborhood, or you go on a trip, and you go, "Oh, I learned Spanish for three years in school," and someone starts talking to you, and you're like, "Oh, I uh, uh, see, sí, yeah, no, uh, uh, uh hablas despacio, uh, no sé." Like you just have no idea how to interact, and that that could be after years of formal education uh, in, in Spanish, in at least in the U.S. public school system. And I do hear that. Other places, it's not very stellar either. So if you're using a boring or outdated method to learn the language, the chances are you are not going to get to fluency. And really, if you think about it, sitting and reading a book is not how you learned your native language, right? You, you actually listened to people talking. You had your parents, most likely, or wherever your caregivers were growing up. Um, as you went to school, you had peers that you began to listen to and talk to and teachers, and you spent a lot of time listening to the language and hearing it, and then you were just trying things out. You know, you would get grammar wrong because you never, you hadn't started learning grammar officially yet, and you would just say things and try to communicate. But a lot of the methods that we attack as adults are things that are very much vocabulary focused or uh, you know, grammar focused and, and not really communicative in nature. And a lot of them are just boring. And I'll be honest with you, um, as, a, as a person with ADHD, which, you know, I actually do think I'm going to talk about that in, a, in an episode and talk specifically about language learning for people who are not neurotypical, uh, because I think that is one of the reasons why I gravitated towards learning the language with music, because that worked for me because of this very reason, right? That boring things just inherently don't work. So if you're using a method that puts you to sleep (laughs) and bores you to death and does not motivate you, you are not going to stick with it long enough to make progress. And becoming fluent in a language, it is simple, but it's not easy. So all of the skills that you need to develop ultimately to get there will require you to stay engaged and interested long enough to get to that level where you are speaking the language with some fluency. So not only are there outdated methods in school, but like I said, boring is really important, not just for people with ADHD, but also for adult language learners who really have varied interests and are very, very different than, you know, that seventh grader that was sitting in a language class and learning how to say, ¿dónde está el baño? So you really have to tap into that. And those things can actually enhance your ability to learn a language rather than hinder it. And I know a lot of people say, oh, you have to start learning a language when you're five years old or you'll never get fluent. You always have an accent, blah, blah, blah. Those things aren't really true. Yes, there are some advantages in terms of getting certain sounds pronounced better when you have those sounds in your, in your brain, right? Sort of earlier on, but as an adult, you have so many more tools at your disposal than a child has to actually learn a language. The problem is that we use those tools to, to focus on things that don't really matter. So using a method that is going to engage you, which again is why, you know, we have our learn Spanish with music course where, you know, you're not just learning, you know, grammar and sentences and sentence structure and rules. You're learning dynamically about the language and the culture and learning the sounds and vocabulary all at the same time, but in a much more engaging way. So if you're just sort of sitting around like, you know, getting a textbook or a phrase book, and you think that that's going to be what gets you there, or you're just taking, you know, like a formal Spanish class, then I would urge you to reconsider the method that you're using. And the last reason that you are not fluent in Spanish yet is going to seem counterintuitive, but I, I'm i telling you, as someone who has learned Spanish and also Portuguese, I started learning Arabic as well, haven't gotten too far with that one, but as someone who has attempted to and has learned you know, more than one language and different uh, types of, of language or different regional varieties of, of languages as well, I will say that this is the most important thing that you are probably not doing and that you probably think isn't a big deal because you go, oh yeah, well, you know, I don't have time or how would I even do that? And that's, you're afraid to, or don't have opportunities to speak Spanish. That is the most important, my fifth and final reason that you're not fluent. And I know what you're going to say, right? I I hear all the time. People tell me, look, Tamara, I don't have anyone to speak to in Spanish. I don't have anyone to practice with. There's no one in my community. There's no no one that, where I live. Um, you know, all these sort of things that people say. But the fact of the matter is in 2022, now going on 2023, after we have all survived, you know, years of isolation and living on Zoom and, and before that, I think on Skype and, and other things, that we know it is very, very possible To connect with people even if they don't live in our neighborhood if they don't live in our city you know we can find people to connect with there's you know meetups there's all types of ways that we can find to engage with and meet people that will allow us to practice speaking Spanish so it's not that you don't have anyone to speak to I would challenge you to say that you're actually afraid to speak and it's more, mainly because you think that you're going to say something wrong, someone's going to judge you, you're not gonna understand what someone's saying to you, you're gonna get lost, and you're gonna look foolish. But the bottom line is, that is the only way to get fluent. You have to start with what you know, because if you don't speak, you're never going to get fluent. It's very, very simple. But the problem, I think, is that we rush into environments where it is way too intimidating. You know, you can't just go listen to the radio or go into a place where everyone speaks Spanish and you're the only English speaker and expect not to feel super intimidated because it's not a welcoming environment. You feel very inadequate, and, and that's gonna make it even harder for you to speak the Spanish you do know because all that anxiety is sort of building up and you're like, I don't even know what to, where to start with this, and I'm, I'm completely lost, right? So instead of doing that and instead of doing what another option we usually do, like we'll get very comfortable with a class or a teacher, someone who speaks very slowly and we'll go, oh, this is great. I understand this one person. I'm going to talk to them. And I'll use English when I need to and I'm very comfortable in this learning environment. So as long as I'm talking to this one particular tutor or I'm in this one class or have other people I can speak English with, then I'm great. And the problem with both approaches is that one is too easy and one is too hard. And both of those will prevent you from making progress. So you have to learn this balance of how to speak Spanish in environments where you will be challenged But you also will be comfortable. And that can be a difficult thing to find. And I think that's the real reason why people haven't got to fluency yet, because they don't have that environment where they can practice sort of in like the safe space where it's like, okay, I can speak, I can push myself. I know I'm not going to be judged. I know I can make mistakes and I will learn through the process. So because of that, that's one of the main things at Spanish Con Salsa that we focus on. And it's why I want to invite you all, if you're listening to this and you're like, you know What? Tamara, you're right. I am not fluent yet. I didn't get there in 2022 because 2022 was a crazy year, even crazier than 2021, which was even crazier than 2020, which we keep thinking the years can not get crazier and they always do. Right. (laughs) So there's never going to be the perfect year. There's never going to be the perfect time. The time is when you decide. So something that our team wanted to do to really help give you a jumpstart to 2023 is to offer you that safe space to be able to practice the language, but also take off the training wheels of being just in a course or someplace that's very, very comfortable. We want to get you to actually using Spanish the way you would in the real world. So I invite you to join our 2023 Spanish Conversation Challenge all you have to do to sign up is go to SpanishConversationChallenge.com. It's a five-day challenge that will give you activities every single day that will get you speaking Spanish. We also are giving away some prizes with this challenge. So I encourage you that if you want some additional resources to help you improve your Spanish throughout the year and you want to get a jump start on getting used to speaking the language in the new year, then check out our Spanish Conversation Challenge. Just go to SpanishConversationChallenge.com to sign up. And I'll be talking more about it um, in the next week or so, but we definitely will be starting that in January. So I encourage you to sign up if you feel like, look, I want to actually get to fluency. I'm going to stop playing games. This is the year. So to sign up, once again, go to SpanishConversationChallenge.com. And as always, I hope that something you heard In this episode of the podcast has helped you go one step closer from Spanish beginner to bilingual. Hasta la próxima. Thank you for listening to the Learn Spanish Con Salsa podcast at LearnSpanishConSalsa.com.